What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Plant Remedy Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bailey. And um, yeah, thanks so much for coming on, hitting play, and listening to this episode of the podcast. So lately, I have been getting a ton of DMs from you guys and emails too about so many of you wanting to kind of branch out and maybe start your own food blog or get into the health and wellness space or just kind of branch out. And um, the more I've been thinking about it, you know, as we're in this like really weird but awesome time of transition, um, the reason why I say awesome because I think times like this give us so much opportunity to look at things differently and although there's really trying times and really horrible things have been happening um, I think on like a a very personal level no matter what you're going through um, this is an amazing opportunity to kind of change and create your life to be in some way how you how you pictured it to be or or make those changes that you've been always wanting the time to make or maybe maybe you don't like your job and you've had a lot of space from your job right because of all of this and you've had time to think about like okay does this work for me does this not work for me what am I willing to put up with um same goes with like our our routines at home, our relationships, you know, I think all of these things are being illuminated so much. And this is such an amazing time to kind of look at change. And so I think it's so cool that so many of you have, you know, personally reached out to me asking me about how to get into the health and wellness space. And I mean, honestly, this industry is so awesome. And, you know, the more the merrier, I say, I say when one of us succeeds, we all succeed. And as we lift each other up, we also lift up the general vibration of, you know, the the world and what's going on. And the more people that are truly, truly in it to just help the greater good, to, you know, share knowledge, to help heal all those things. I think the world needs so much of that. So it's so cool to hear all of you wanting to do that. And so with that, I wanted to come up with a way to really just give some insight and um, just make this whole process a little easier. I know that when I was first starting out, I was like such a perfectionist, so nervous to share my work online, um, had no idea what I was doing. Like I came from, you know, the chef realm where um, your your main focus is, is cooking and working really hard. And the whole online like marketing, social media, blog, Instagram, all that stuff was so, so weird for me at first. I didn't understand it. And at first it really felt like, you know, a popularity contest and I was not a popular kid in school by any means. And um, yeah, I just, I I didn't get it at first, but now the longer I've been in this health and wellness industry, the more I understand social media and the more I understand how to kind of, you know, do my own website and my blog and all those things, the more I realize how open arms this community is. And um, I think, you know, the more you get into business for yourself and the more you, 
you know, start to go on your own path, you kind of realize that nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> like, I think at some point we're all just winging it and um, we're learning as we go. And um, those lessons kind of guide us forward and help us grow, help us learn, help us meet new people. Um, and so that's why I had on today's guest because she is someone that I personally have been following for a long time. She, I've seen her grow so much over the last few years, um, just on social media platforms and her blog. And, um, she's so, so kind and her food is so beautiful. And I really just wanted to have a conversation with her coming from the eyes of someone who's just starting out. And um, I'm talking about Hannah from Two Spoons. If you guys don't know who she is, I would just hop on your phone really quick while you're listening to this podcast and look her up. It's twospoons.ca. So you can look that up and kind of scroll her food while you listen to this podcast. Um, But yeah, I've just seen her grow so much and I wanted to have her on to just have a chat about how to start a food blog, how to start a business in the health and wellness industry, and how to start um, from pretty much nothing, you know? Having no idea, like, you know, she came from a totally different background. It's not like she you know, had been setting up for this her whole life. She ended up making a radical career change. And luckily from jumping in with two feet, um, and not luckily because she, you know, put in the work and did the time, but because she jumped in with two feet, she was really able to succeed. And now her blog is doing so well. Um, she does it full time. And um, it's just really inspiring to hear her story. And we also get into kind of like the the, the little details on kind of what it takes to, you know, get really good engagement, um, all the little things it takes when you're starting out. So with that, um, I hope this is a super informative episode. Um, even if you're not just starting out, if you've had a blog for a long time or <clears throat> you have a business and you want to learn how to maybe like market it a little bit better or um, just get in on social media in a different way, this is such an informative, informative podcast. Um I love talking to other business owners. I mean, we could have talked about vegan food for hours and hours, um, but I think that this podcast being all about how to start a business, how to start an online business, how to how to really shine um, on social media is going to be amazing, and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. It's so timely right now, and as you're listening to it, just... I just want to remind you that anything is possible. You know, I we all have to start somewhere and um, never compare your day 20 to someone else's year four, right? Um, it takes time. It takes persistence. It takes patience. But um, you do have to start. And that's, you know, that's the first step is just starting and um that little critical voice inside your head, putting it to rest for a little bit as you start and just going for it. Um, you know, that's how we all started. So yeah, without further ado, I'm going to welcome Hannah on the podcast. If you guys love this episode, please share it with a friend and don't forget to leave us a comment. Um, but yeah, Hannah, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks so much for coming on the show. 
I'm so excited to have you. It's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. First off, I just want to say that your food is so beautiful and I feel like your personality kind of shines through your food. So in a way, I feel like I already kind of know you. (laughs) I know your food. (laughs) That's so nice. That's like exactly what you want to hear as a food blogger. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's true. So um, how are you doing through all this craziness? with like the quarantine and the lockdown. I know as a food blogger, you probably spend most of your time at home anyway, but um, so like, how are you doing with everything? Yeah. I mean, it comes in waves. Like some days I feel like, so I wake up, I feel so positive. I'm like, today's going to be a great day. Like, I'm just like, I'm just totally like feeling optimistic about the whole thing. And then other days I wake up and I'm just like, I just feel defeated. And if I spend too much time on the news, I find it gets overwhelming. So it's like, you have to find a fine balance between being smart and informed, but not being too ingrained in all the details because you'll just drive yourself crazy. Totally. Well, and it's so yeah. easy to get super sucked into it because then like one article leads to another, leads which to leads another. to another. Oh and then it's gosh. like two hours and you feel horrible about yourself and you're just like, what just happened? Yeah. Like you just get sucked down this vortex and yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Vortex <laughs> is like the perfect word for that. Yeah. 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 Um, so I would just like love to talk to you about your story a little bit to start. Um, yeah, Cause sure. I think it's so easy to like come to a page like yours and I found you originally on Instagram. We'll talk about like all the platforms you're on in a little bit, but like it's so yeah. easy to see you in this moment and be like, oh my God, she has her shit together. Like she's doing so well, like her food's so beautiful. And I think it's important to talk about your story because, you know, we all don't start at that point. Like it takes like a journey to get there. And so I'd love to oh, talk yeah. about like your journey, not only to veganism, if you've always been vegan or, and then your journey to becoming a food blogger as well. Okay. Well, yeah. So I'll start with my journey to the plant-based diet because that's really how it kind of moves into my blog. Yeah, totally. So in my early twenties, I was in university and I actually, um, went through a really rough patch. I lost my first boyfriend and my first love to cancer. Mm. Yeah. And it was, it was a very upsetting, obviously, and very stressful time in my life. And I was lucky that I had, um, tons of friends and family that were a great support source for me. But of course, like these things meant like the stress of it all manifests itself in different ways. And for me, it took a really big toll on my body. Yeah. Um, and I started developing um, like gut health issues and I went to see a few I, um, specialists, um, GI specialists who diagnosed me with IBS. Mm. And they basically said, like, this is just, now you have IBS, like, you just kind of have to live with it. And my issues were, like, pretty extreme at the time. And so they gave me a bunch of pills, and they were like, yep, you're probably just going to have to take these pills for the rest of your life. And it just felt very debilitating and, yeah, very overwhelming. (laughs) You're like, cool, thanks for this, like, lifetime diagnosis. Yeah, yeah. So I felt a little bit lost in that. And, I mean, I did... I did try taking these pills for about six months and about um, into the six months to a year of kind of going through this and realizing that it wasn't working for me and I didn't want to live this way. I started trying to do food 
for medicine. Mm. Um, and so that's really where my journey kind of began because I started, well, I first started off with an elimination diet, which wasn't entirely plant-based per se, but it really kind of opened that world up to me, like introducing things like almond milk because I would have no dairy and stuff Right. Like that. That's like the first thing you eliminate usually an elimination yeah. diet is dairy because dairy yeah. can cause so many problems for people. So much inflammation yeah. in the body mm-hmm. for sure. So it was dairy, it was gluten, it was refined sugars, um, no caffeine, which was really hard at first. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a couple other things, I think. So it was quite limited. Yeah. Um, but again, it was really kind of the inspiration behind cooking because it was a whole new world for me and it really taught me to cook in a different way and get interested in food and get interested in what I was eating. So that's sort of how my journey with cooking stemmed and especially kind of that health focused plant forward lifestyle. Um, And then my blog stemmed about, um, about four years ago when my husband and I, um, we, decided to kind of uproot our life in Toronto, Canada and move to France. And so we moved there from my husband's work and it, That's for ex- me, so exciting. It, yeah. When I first started following you, you were living in France. I was living in France. Yeah. Life. <laughs> <laughs> it was so lovely. I'm actually moved back now for yeah. any of the listeners. I moved back, um, not, a, not even a year yet, but in September. So I'm back in Toronto now, but I was there okay. for four years. Um, and, uh, where was I going with that? Oh yeah. So we've actually moved there for my husband's work. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was kind of, I feel like whenever you kind of go through these big moments in life, um, whether it's like losing a job or even just like decide like doing a job shift or something or coming out of university or like any of these like big moments, um, you kind of reassess kind of what is important to you and what you kind of want to be doing. I think, I think COVID is a very good example of this. <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, I think we're all going through that. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. It's like these big things that kind of uproot your everyday and kind of make you kind of um, turn inward and kind of mm. think about what makes you happy. Yeah. Um, so what were you doing before, like before you moved to France for work? Before it, I moved to France, I was in PR. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was, I was living the PR life. Like it was very, um, very fast paced. Not that my life now isn't fast paced. Running a business is like, as I'm sure, you know, it's a lot of crazy, (laughs) 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 but it was a very fast paced lifestyle. I was in downtown Toronto. Um, yeah, kind of just like going to all these events and stuff. Um, but anyway, so when we moved to France, I, it, it really made me kind of assess what I wanted to do. And because I had such an interest in cooking and healthy recipes and all my friends knew me for this, I would always be sharing my recipes with them. I was like, now is the time that I'm going to start sharing these online. (laughs) So cool. Yeah. And so like, what about your photography? Did you like slowly build up learning how to do photography or were you always kind of interested in that? Cause I feel like half of your, what your makes your blog so awesome is your photography. Like I commend you for that because I come from like the chef world where like, I can't even like deal with trying to take a picture of food. I'm like, I just like, like that's a whole extra step. It is. It really is. And like, that's sort of, that's sort of the, the thing when you're running a business is you kind of have to be an expert in every field. And so it's not just being a good cook. You're right. It's a lot about the presentation that goes behind that. Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, I really just learned by doing it was, 
I, when I first started, I was not good at photography. <laughs> like, like I was really bad. I didn't know. There was so much I didn't know. So I didn't know that it, um, when you're taking a photo of food, it's always best to put it by a window for natural light. I didn't know that. So I was taking all my photos in my kitchen, in the butches in the back of the house. And it was orange. Like the light was orange. You're like a shadow. <laughs> yeah. Like terrible shadows. Like it was, oh, I just didn't know at all what I was doing. But I will say, and I'm sure you can also vouch for this, is that the best way to learn is by doing. And mm -hmm. so just the more that you do it, the more that you learn. And, you know, it took a lot of like researching, a lot of like Googling, a lot of Pinteresting of like these tips and stuff, tips and tricks on how to kind of hone in my photography. And then once you kind of get it, then then you're set and then you've got like your own style and you just kind of, and you're like in the flow a little bit. Yeah. Easier. You're in the flow. Yeah. It like snowballs. So yeah. yeah. Did you, were you like a perfectionist at first? Cause I know when I first started, I didn't want to like put any of my stuff on the internet. Cause I was like, this isn't good enough. Like, I don't know what to do. And I think like for a lot of listeners and I, the biggest reason why I wanted to bring you on the podcast is because I feel like a, you're super approachable and you seem really nice and easy to talk to, which is always easy for a podcast guest, but also because I've watched your blog grow from like 40,000 followers to like over a hundred thousand and on Pinterest, you're killing it too. And, and it's, it's just, I, I'd love to know, like, are you a perfectionist about it? Sometimes you just like, screw it. I'm just going to put this out there. Like, what is your process like? Yeah. So I would actually say that I am really not a perfectionist. And I think that that has worked to my advantage. Mm -hmm. um, I know that like, I have a lot of friends who um, maybe it's not so much to do with food blogging, but they, they kind of get trapped in this hole where like, they're such a perfectionist that they'll never let anything out into the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for me, I, I mean, when I started my blog, I, I did it all wrong. Like, as I mentioned, I didn't know how to do food photography. I wasn't on the right platform for having a blog. Like there was so much that I did wrong, but you just learn by doing. And so I would say to anyone who is so worried about getting that perfect shot or that perfect recipe, just start somewhere and over time you will get better and it will turn into what you want it to be. Yeah. And I totally think too, like when your work hides from the world, it doesn't have any momentum to build on it. Right. Like totally. you, you learn so much slower when you're hiding your work because you're not getting yeah. feedback. You're not exactly. like good or bad feedback. I think good feedback is really good. Cause you're like, Oh, that worked. Like I can do yeah. that again. Or that doesn't work. Exactly. Yeah, what, what have been like your biggest challenges with starting your business? Mm, my biggest challenges. I would say definitely understanding everything that goes on in the back end. Um, <clears throat> I think that as a food blogger, it kind of gives like the illusion is kind of that you create a recipe, you take a photo, you share it and you're done. But, <laughs> but there's so much work that is involved in it. And so much thought goes into the entire process. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I really wasn't aware about until I started doing 
Um, for example, finding things like the right hashtags to use. That's, like that's huge. It's so important. And, and mm. the, it's something that I think people often overlook and they just, they just want to upload the, po- the photo and get it out there. But you really do have to think of all of these little pieces. And then also even tying in things like when do you have, at what time is your best engagement? Like what recipes are trending right now that people are looking for? Like you really kind of have to have a full understanding of what your audience is looking for. It's not just like you make whatever you like, whatever recipe comes into your head, you take the photo and it's done. It's like, you really have to think through all of the steps. So the whole process. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's what makes it so valuable, especially when you're looking to start getting paid for your recipes and things like that, because you do take all of those things into account. Whereas someone who's like looking to pay you like to create content or create recipes, it's like, okay, you have all those steps so that they know that people are actually going to see these recipes. Yeah. That's a good way to put it, Bailey. Like you should, every time that you create a recipe, you should be thinking about like as if it was for a client, like you should yeah. be, do, you should be really thinking about the whole picture and not just think about it as a, a recipe that you're going to share and we'll see how it goes. But like really think through the steps as if you were going to give it to a client. Exactly. Cause, and cause you never know who's going to see your stuff. Like yeah. even recently I've had so many people reach out to me from like different organizations and different things. And, um, I do consulting, but in a little bit of a different way. And, mm-hmm. and it is random cause they'll see a post that like, I wouldn't think that they would be, <laughs> you know, and then all of a sudden they're totally. like, this post. I've been following you forever, but that was the post that decided that like, we needed to work with you. So yeah. like, you never know who's watching, even if totally. you have like, let's say 200 followers. I always like to think of like the analogy of like, what if all those people were in one room? Oh yeah. Oh my God. My husband says that to me all the time. Like, (laughs) yeah, he he always says like, when I was kind of hitting these like milestones on Instagram, he'd be like, that's the size of like a concert hall or that's the size of bit. Like he would always give me examples and it really puts it into perspective. Like how many people are watching? Yeah, 100%. And it can can be really discouraging. Like, okay, so for me, like I have like 15,000 or something where then I look at- very good, by the way, Which is really, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, I, you know, you get into comparison traps too, which is like a good point where like I could compare myself to you where Mm. you have, I don't know, which it doesn't really matter. It's not a contest. (laughs) But when you start to think of people in a room, it really puts into perspective. Yeah. And like, let's say if you have 200 followers and I know people like- ask me questions all the time. Like I only have a couple hundred followers though. And I'm like, well, that's 200 people that have decided yeah. that they like, that's a lot of people. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And like, I'll have to, I'll tell you Bailey, my first a thousand was the hardest. Totally. It, it took, it took so long to get me my first 1000. Yeah. And like, it really is like, as we keep saying, it's a snowball effect. Like it, once you kind of gain momentum and then, and then everyone thinks that you're like an overnight success. And it's like, that is not the case. Like, you're like, I've been grinding. <laughs> Totally. So like, what do you think like your three biggest tips are to like keep the snowball moving? Like after you got your thousand or after you reached like 5,000 or something like, what was that thing that like catapulted you to like that bigger, bigger success, that bigger picture? I think, I don't think that there's like a few certain things that get you there. I think it's really just consistency. So For example, my audience can expect me to share five recipes every week, five to six every week. So that, so they know when they come to my feed, like that's what they can expect. 
Um, and so you just really have to have this consistency, like keep coming out with recipes, like keep being creative, like, and just keep working at it. And eventually it does build a momentum. But I wouldn't say that there's any like key thing that I did yeah. where I was like, okay, like now I'm getting so many more new followers. It really just was like, you just keep plugging away and eventually it, it just takes on itself like it just kind of builds the momentum itself yeah that's so true like consistency in any field like no matter whether it's food or you know whatever you're trying to talk about or blog about or any like social media platform I feel like consistency is the biggest thing because not only can people expect it but like you said before when you use the right hashtags and you have all the right steps every single time you post something you're inviting new people into your space totally yeah that's exactly it and and I will say as well just like tips that people can kind of take away is take time to look through what are the popular hashtags. Like if you're on Instagram and you Mm -hmm. type in something like hashtag plant-based, look at all the relevant hashtags and try and incorporate those in. Um, And then if you're interested in kind of improving your photography, pick a few bloggers whose photos you really like and start asking yourself the question, what is it about this photo that I like? Why do I find this so pretty? Why do I find it so appealing? And when you start really kind of analyzing the photos and the food, you'll start to learn a lot about like how things are styled and, you know, and it'll really help you in your growth. Yeah, totally. And I think there's so much to be said for the fact that there's so many different styles out there. Yeah. Like there's not just like one way, but there's so many different styles of photography. So many, especially in the food world, so many different styles. Like you could give one recipe to like 10 different chefs and food bloggers and the way yeah. that they would present it would be like it's always totally different. different all it's over the always world. it's always different and it's so cool too because i'll be scrolling through my feed and i know whose recipe it is just by the photo like everyone has their own distinct style and it's also a question i get a lot is like how do you edit your photos like how yeah. did how do you keep the consistency in your photos and it's just it's from within like it's it's not that I'm intentionally doing it. It just has a certain look to it because right. it's just my style. Right. And so no matter what you do, your style will just come out naturally. Yeah. And you'll automatically attract people that are attracted, that are exactly. into your that style. Are into, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's yeah, that's true. It's like when you know it's done, you just know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there's no like secret formula really. Yeah that's it you know yeah that's the one that's the shot (laughs) yeah totally so obviously you're killing it on Instagram but what other like social um, media platforms are you on and how did you kind of get started doing them so first and foremost I would say not necessarily a social platform but my blog is my first and foremost yeah yeah my website so I think that's a huge mistake that people make is that they really lean into these platforms. I feel like Instagram especially is like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And people really kind of lean on that. And then they don't take the time that's needed to create a good blog Mm -hmm. and get your recipes on a platform that like you really have full ownership of. Yeah. Um, With Instagram, it can be hard because algorithms are always changing and we don't really know. And who's going to see it. Yeah, exactly. So having a blog is definitely the most important thing. Um, And then use the social media platforms as side pieces to help like support the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because then they're just like more access to get to your blog. Yeah. And then in terms of um, social media platforms, like obviously Instagram is a big one for me. And then Pinterest is also really big. Um, I got a lot of people coming to my website through Pinterest. Um, and that is something that, again, I learned over time, like each platform has its own kind of tools and techniques in order to kind of gain momentum and kind of get your recipes out there and start to get them noticed. Um, so you really just kind of have to like take the time, like take a day or two to like really kind of wrap your brain around how these different platforms work. Um, obviously you can't be on every single one. There's just too many. Um, and you'll drive yourself crazy and like yeah. you really only have so much time in the day. But I would say for me, Instagram and Pinterest have been my biggest success in getting people to my website um, as well as Facebook and YouTube. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I've noticed you you started incorporating videos like a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I started doing videos. Yeah. Probably like maybe a year and a half ago. Um, yeah, I just started incorporating them because, uh, people well, a people were asking for them. I think it's really nice for people to get a visual, um, because with a photo, it's always that end shot and it's always the most beautiful image that you have, but with a video, you really see the beginning to end process. And I think people like that visual of being able to see that like, Hey, actually this recipe is really easy. Like this is totally doable. Yeah, totally. Um, Yeah. So that's why I started incorporating those, um, those videos and they've been really popular. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely helps people feel like they can do it themselves. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's the whole goal, right? Is we like, I mean, you can have a beautiful Instagram account, but if no one's making your recipes, then then what are we doing here? Exactly. Like what is the point? Yeah. Yeah, What is the point? It's true too. And I think there's something to be said for the fact that like people are actually making the recipes and it's working because then you're actually contributing to, to good. You know, I feel like I've seen a lot of food blogs where then I'll make the recipe and I'm like, what is happening here? (laughs) What is this? You know? So it's nice, nice to know that like, like for instance, when I come to your blog, like I see all the reposts and I know that people are making it and like it it works out. So yeah, that's that's the, that's totally it. And like, I mean, I guess everyone maybe like maybe certain people, their intention really is to just have like a beautiful visual feed. Totally. And if that's what they're going for, then like, that's great. But definitely for me, like my end goal is I want people to be making my recipes. Like they're really delicious. And Mm -hmm. that's the whole goal here is that I want to show that like plant-based eating can be delicious and that it doesn't have to compromise on taste and that it's really simple to do. So yeah. And it can bring like happiness and joy into your life too. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, cooking is the best for that. I know it really, especially right now, like, like the savior of all things for so many people. I think so. I think everyone is like really getting into their kitchen now and having fun. I know it's really inspiring to see, you know, I get in my world, I, you know, I'm professionally trained chef. And so I'm very used to it. And so now all these other people doing it is just yeah, like learning how to make sourdough. Like, like people are really getting into it. People are getting super into it. I know. I've had people being like, I've been plant-based for a whole month. Like, thanks to you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so nice. I always love hearing those. I know. Well, cause it, it it helps you think that you're doing something more than just, you know, you're like helping the greater good, which is awesome. And I think that can also fuel, and I'm sure it fuels you too, like 
you're doing more than just, you know, making money, having a blog, like you're doing something with purpose and that matters, which I think is yeah. really important if someone's trying to start like an online business or yeah. it has to mean something in order to keep going. Totally. Totally. You have to have a passion for it and yeah, you have to want to contribute to in some capacity to, as you said, like this greater good. Yeah. 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 So what about like, um, do you have like a network of food bloggers that you kind of like, I don't know, chat with or support each other? I think that's a big topic too, is like finding support within your field so that you don't feel like you're all alone, you know, while you're trying to start something. Yeah, totally. I mean, I work from home. I own my business. Like I, there's nobody else here. It's just me. It can totally feel lonely. Mm-hmm. However, I will say, and I'm sure you know, this Bailey is that the plant-based community is so sweet and kind and supportive and uplifting. And I have so many friends that I have made in the blogging sphere that are like really friends now. They're yeah. like truly really good friends and we troubleshoot ideas off of each other if we're having problems with even small things like on Lightroom, like an editing yeah. service that we use to yeah. edit photos. Like we'll ask each other, like we've got like WhatsApp groups, we have Instagram groups, like it's so nice. And even small things like I um I was posting something about my hair a couple months ago. Yeah. And then and then Nisha Rainbow, oh, I remember what I was doing. I was I was um trying to wash my hair less often and so I did like a post about it and I was like it's so greasy I don't know like what how to style this and Nisha from Rainbow Plant Life like sent me like a like a private message like a video chat like telling me exactly what she does like on those days like how she kind of like gets through like longer days and I'm like this is so nice like we really just are all friends here yeah it doesn't feel so competitive like I feel like there's kind of room for all of us I think so too. Like, and I think getting into it, you can feel like, oh, it's overwhelming. It's so oversaturated, blah, blah, blah. But I think once you really start putting yourself out there, like I've met so many awesome people through social media, through my website, you know, and now this podcast, like talking to you is so awesome. And all (laughs) it takes is just like putting yourself out there. Exactly. You've got to do it. And like, and I'll tell you, like when I was in PR, I remember I was in a meeting once and we were talking about bloggers Mm -hmm. and one of the women in the meeting was like, Oh man, like blogging is where it's at, but like, it's done now. Like you, there's no way you could get into blogging now. Like it's like, it's already so saturated. Like that wave is missed. And I remember sitting there being like, Oh, oh no like I missed that wave I was too young I was in I was in university when all of this cool stuff was happening and now it's too late for me and if I had listened to that I would have never started my blog and so you'll hear all the time that things are oversaturated or it's too late and just don't listen like if you have a if you have a passion and you have a talent like the cream always rises to the top I love that I'm quoting you for sure <laughs> That's so true. I think we can all, especially now, like get so in your head about everything that could 
not happen or everything that could go wrong, you know, or like maybe no one will see it or no one will like it. And I think it's just so important to just put yourself out there and try. Totally. Yeah. And don't think about all the what ifs because there's a million what ifs like Mm -hmm. that you can, you can apply that to all aspects of your life, like all the time else. And I'm, I'm totally one of those people too. Like I have to get out of my head just the same as everyone else. So it's not like you get to a stage where all of a sudden you're not thinking these things. Like it's constant. Like the more you put yourself out there, you're like, Oh God. (laughs) But you just have to let that go. It's like, don't think about the what if, like just be in the moment and enjoy the process. Because I think again, like And I know for me, I went, I did this too. I I used to think like, oh, I will be successful when, like when I hit 50K or when I hit, and then you hit it and you're like, okay, so does this equal success? Like, and you're like, weird, (laughs) everything's exactly the same. Yeah. Everything kind of feels the same because you've just slowly been amping up to this. So Mm -hmm. instead of like thinking about like the future and that end goal, just enjoy the process because it's such a fun learning curve and there's so much to learn through it. And like, you will have your battles. Like I have definitely had like my bumpy past, but like just work through it and yeah, and just enjoy it. That's so, that's like such, such good advice. You know, I think we all do get so focused on that end goal or we're trying to make a certain amount of money or we're trying to do this or that. And we kind of get lost in like why we're even doing it in the first place. Yeah, totally. And it's hard. It's a hard, it's hard to practice. Like you really do. It is a practice and you have to really like let things go and not get so ingrained, but it's so important. It's important to your mental health and it's important to your enjoyment of this because if you start kind of getting wrapped up in all the what ifs and what if I don't succeed and what if this and what if this isn't popular Mm -hmm. then you're never going to enjoy this and this is the whole reason why people want to do this they want to go into their own business is because they want to like what they do so just enjoy it like enjoy those little moments and celebrate all those little moments yeah totally and you're right that is the whole point (laughs) yeah like what we do and to feel (laughs) empowered in your day-to-day and to just like find joy and happiness in your life and i think this virus and everything that's going on and everyone being forced to pause is like i mean as a listener you could sit and really think about like what do I do that I really like? What do I, do I have a passion? Do I like my work? You know, like all these questions you can ask yourself and then you can move forward, you know, moving into the future of being like, it doesn't have to be the way that it was, you know, you don't have to be miserable. There's no like contract that says you're a human being and you have to be miserable, you know? Yeah. That's the thing. And I think like, if there is any silver lining with everything that's going on right now with COVID, it's that people really are starting to turn inward and ask themselves these questions. Yeah. And it's like, we've gotten a little break from like the craziness of the day to day. Yeah. Um, and so I think that we will see really kind of an uptick of people who are exploring things that actually make them happy, like whether or not it be for work or just like a passion that they have, like mm. hopefully it brings a lot of positive things in the future. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think, and I don't really necessarily know that any of us knew how fast paced we were going and how, how much we were just moving, you know, until all of this happened and we had to slow down. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it was, yeah, I think that I, and I think that's just, that's just it in general. It's like you get wrapped up in the day to day and like, you don't even have time to pause and think and 
Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like, yeah, it's like, not that this was ever should have happened, but like it in the silver lining and in looking at the positive side of things, like it is nice that we kind of had a wake up, wake up call. And now we can kind of like take time to really assess like what it is that makes us happy. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So with that, I know you have something really exciting happening soon. Um, you have an app coming out, which is a huge deal. (laughs) Yeah, it's been, um, it's been a process to be honest. So it's something that I've been wanting to do for a while. And when we were looking to move back from France, I was like, okay, this is going to be my priority project. When we move back, I'm going to start working on this app and we're going to get it out. So that was like basically in September and I've been working on it since September. Mm. So I, for something that I thought, not that I thought it was going to be easy, but I didn't really kind of know how technical it was going to be. Um, However, with that said, it looks amazing now. That's so awesome. (laughs) Oh yeah. So we're just kind of wrapping up all the final details on the app and I'm hoping to launch in the next couple months. Um, I'm still kind of playing around with the launch time. Not sure if I'm going to launch in the summer or wait until the fall, Um, but it's definitely going to be coming out this year. And I can promise you it's It's great Um, to kind of give you a little overview of what the app will be. Um, It's a bit like an extension of my blog right now, but of course, very mobile friendly. Um, And then it also has built in grocery list um, so that you can kind of plan your groceries based on the recipes that I have, add them to your shopping list and take it with you as well as a meal planner. So you can, you know, kind of plan out your meal for this week and the following week, um, insert those recipes where you want them. And then you've kind of got this resource that you can use throughout the week. Um, And then I've also included some workouts from a couple of my favorite uh, fitness bloggers. Cool. Yeah, because I love to work out and I love to work out from home. Um, And I'm always kind of sharing these like awesome YouTube videos from bloggers and stuff. So um, I thought that I would share them on the app as well. So you can add that to your your planner for the week as well and kind of – kind of marry in your recipes with your workouts and stuff like that. So yeah, it's going to be nice. That's so awesome. I can imagine on the technical side of things that that would be a challenge. Yeah, Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. And I did have to do a little bit of revamping of my site just to like on the back end and like a little bit of coding to kind of get it up and running, but it looks like things are running smoothly now. And I was actually just reviewing it before we got on this call and I'm so happy with how it's looking. Oh my God. I'm so excited to see it. That's huge. And honestly, you have so, so many recipes. Do you know how many recipes you have? Oh, I think 300 maybe. Yeah, a lot. And like I they just keep coming. Mm-hmm. They just keep coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so awesome. And honestly, like so I do meal plans for people and I kind of do exactly what your app says, but it's so mm-hmm. much harder <laughs> like when I do it like per person and yeah. So that's like a really nice way to integrate all your recipes in such an easy way. That's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted it to be really user-friendly because I know with blogs now 
like on their websites and stuff, it is supposed to be mobile friendly, but it's not always so easy to navigate. And so yeah. I wanted an area that people could really kind of filter through the recipes if they're looking for something quick and under 30 minutes, or they want it gluten-free and all this stuff. And they can really just kind of hone down what they're looking for. That's um, amazing. And yeah. And so this is really good for that. And then of course, um, to anyone who's on the app, I'm also going to be providing some exclusive recipes there. So you'll get cool. some exclusive content. Um, so yeah, so it's coming along well. I can't wait to release it. Wow. Congratulations. That's <laughs> Thank you. Huge. That's huge. <laughs> Thanks. Well, now you have, you know, all this time to like put all the final touches, <laughs> although you're already working so much from home anyway. So it's probably- I know it's funny because I feel like, um, when COVID kind of hit, it was like, everyone had all this free time. And then, but because of that, like everyone's cooking. And so all the food bloggers are like scrambling to get out recipes for everyone. Um, so it's, but definitely been a busy time for us. That's so true. I feel like I am busier than I've literally ever been in my life. Yeah, totally. I feel the same way. I know someone said, Oh yeah, I had a client that was like, man, Today was just the first day that I'm just, I'm just so bored. <laughs> what, what even is that? I don't even understand what that feels like anymore. What is this word? <laughs> yeah. Bored, huh? I know. I know. It's so true. So like, uh, moving forward with your app, like, do you have anything else planned or you just want to get the app out into the world? And yeah, right now I'm focusing on the app. Um, and then after that, we'll see, we'll see kind of, I mean, I feel like, once you're kind of in this, you're kind of always looking on to the next thing. So once I get the app out and that's kind of running smoothly, I mean, I'm sure it will run smoothly, but just kind of, I'm, I'm in the groove of that. Um, I think then I'll start looking outward to see like, what are the next steps? Yeah, totally. That's awesome. And so I'm, I assume you have like a team of developers and stuff that you work yeah, with. Yeah. Yeah. For the app, it was way too technical to do on my own. So I'm working with, um, a small team. Actually, they're based in California. Cool. Um, yeah. And they've been great. Yeah. They've been really, really helpful. And it's been a nice little relationship that we've had. That's so fun. And then do you have a team for your website too? Um, I, well, it's just me, but then if there's any kind of technical things that I, that's just kind of a, but like just too technical and above me, then I'll wrap in, um, a Toronto based, um, web developing team that I've been working with. Um, I've kind of been working with them for the past year, um, just to kind of make my site more user friendly and really kind of make it a little bit more tailored to me and not just so generic. So um, if anything kind of comes up, then I'll reach out to them and get a little bit of help. And there's a lot of resources for that too, because I know when people are starting a blog, like a lot of them think like, I don't have the web experience. And there's definitely a lot of things that you can do on your own. I built my first site on my own, so it is doable. But just know that like there are resources out there. So like, don't let that deter you away because you can still get started on it, get it out there. And then as things come up, like you will find those resources. Um, WordPress is great. Like they're, they're great and they've got a ton of information. So yeah, just get started. And if you need help, there will be people out there to help you. That's totally true. Yeah. Like I, uh, I was working with someone for a while for my website and then 
um, the last like year and something, I've been doing it all by myself. And I've definitely gotten to this point where I'm like, I can't be like the coder. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It's so hard. Like, that's exactly what we were saying before. It's like, you really have to be an expert in all these fields. And it's like, it's almost impossible. And so, yeah. So like, don't, don't hesitate to reach out for help when you need it. It's true. Cause you could work for like 14 hours and at the end of it, be like, what did I even do today? <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? totally. And I think that, I mean, and again, this is something like, this is a bit of a luxury that you have once you've been in it for a while. Like right. when I first started out, like I didn't, I had no budget. Like I, yeah, exactly. I really I had to learn everything on my own, but once you kind of get into the rhythm of things, like then, then you have to kind of analyze, okay, well, where is my time best spent? Yeah. And for me, it's not on co- coding. Like no. <laughs> it's not on the coding and back end of my website. Like yeah. that, <laughs> that, cause it'll, it'll take hours for me to learn that. And so you really kind of have to look at like, where your time is best spent and then dedicate that time there and then yeah. find the right people to help you where you need. Well, exactly. And it's, it's definitely like the saying, like, you just got to let people do what they do best. So you yeah. can do what you do best, you know? And yeah. even so, like, if you're just starting out, like find someone that's also just starting out in, yeah. in area that you need help in, because that can be really helpful too. Um, especially when doing a website or even photography, like, let's say you're an amazing cook, but you just don't want to get into photography. Just find somebody that is just starting out with photography and then you guys can yeah. share work and portfolios and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. And you can like troubleshoot ideas off of each other. Yeah. I think also like, let's not forget that there's a ton of like younger people who want to intern. And so that's a great opportunity to seek them out and be like, Hey, like, why don't you come intern for me? Like you can help me on some back end stuff on my website, like let's work together. And, and then, and they're so thankful because now they've got like a ton of resources that they can share to move forward onto their full-time job later on. Right. And so, yeah, it's just about getting a little bit creative. Exactly. And again, like going back to kind of our original point, like you just have to be able to put yourself out there. Yeah, totally. Just even if you're not fully confident, just fake it. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Totally. All of us have our insecurities. Like none of us are a hundred percent confident a hundred percent of the time. Like I know this morning I just posted on Instagram and after I posted, I was like, Oh, should I have posted this photo or should I have done the other angle? You know? And then just, you let it go. Like you can't get so focused on the nitty gritty. We just like biggest, biggest advice I can give is not to be a perfectionist. (laughs) It's true because even in like two weeks, like you're going to completely forget about that. Like, yeah, exactly. You had, and it's not even going to matter. You're going to be so upset about. (laughs) Yeah. It just doesn't like these things in the grand scheme of things, like they're so tiny. it, It really doesn't make any difference. Yeah, it's so true. Well, congratulations on your app. That's so exciting. And like all that you've accomplished. Um, I know you took a year off or three months off or something. I did. Yeah. So I took off of, um, I took off the summer, um, starting in June to August. Uh, Yeah, no, just a few months, but it was like the whole summer I took off. Um, when my husband and I were moving back from France to Canada, um, it was, it was funny because we decided we wanted to do a Europe trip, um, before we came back and it was, so much fun. Um, but the whole time I was kind of weighing in like whether or not I should take the time off or if I should keep blogging while we were traveling. 
And then I eventually just decided that I was going to take it off and just take that time for me and my husband. And I was like updating my stories, but my feed was like totally, like I wasn't updating anything. I wasn't creating any recipes. Um, and it was, it was nice. Like I, we had a really nice summer and I just focused on seeing Europe and like really being in the moment and not thinking about the future, but just living in it. And then when we got back, I, I just picked back up where I left off and I definitely felt nervous about that in the beginning. Like I didn't know if this was going to be the right decision. And I definitely did have a little bit of anxiety when I came back thinking yeah. like, was this a mistake? Mm -hmm. um, but it didn't seem to have an impact at all. Like I took off those months and when I started back, I just picked up off where I left. And so I'm glad that I made that decision when I did and that I just trusted my instinct. Um, because yeah, it, it really, it's, it's really been okay. Like for me, thankfully. <laughs> and I think like taking time off is good for the brand in general, yeah. good for your brain. Like it helps give you get new creative ideas. And when you're not yeah. focused on so much on producing and you can just absorb and be in the moment, like you were talking about, I think that's yeah. where like the magic really happens. You know, that's probably where the idea of your app even came from and all the ideas that you have for it. So yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And also, and like, maybe in some ways you're right. Like maybe because I knew I was going to take that time off, it really encouraged me to do something to go above and beyond when I got back. So like yeah. these things do kind of, they, they come together and they, they find a balance somewhere. Yeah, totally. That's yeah. so awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so happy to talk to you and finally meet you in person. Oh my gosh. It was such a pleasure. You're so nice. <laughs> Do you have any like final words for our listeners? Uh, I think that just based on the conversation that we've been having, I think that if I was going to leave with any piece of advice, it's that to put yourself out there, follow your passion and just try because we can all sit back and worry about the what ifs and try and be a perfectionist, but that's, that's never going to lead us to where we want to be. And you just got to, you got to take a chance on yourself. You have to be your own cheerleader because if you can't be your own cheerleader, who's going to cheer for you? Yeah. So, so, so real. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show to everyone listening. I will have all her information in the show notes. You can go and follow her ASAP. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Hannah, for coming on the show. I appreciate it so much and dropping all this knowledge. And um, I can't wait to get my hands on your new app coming out. If you guys have any questions for me or Hannah, um, please feel free to DM either of us on Instagram or you could go ahead and send me an email um, directly. You can find that information in the show notes or on my website. And if you have been listening to this podcast every single week and sharing it, I see you. I appreciate you. If you're a brand new listener, I appreciate you so much too. Um, we really do so well when you guys leave comments and share and um, yeah, just spread the love about the Plant Remedy podcast and it definitely doesn't go unnoticed. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, we've got some really fun podcast guests coming up. I'm so excited about it. Um, this quarantine has honestly been just such a great place to chat and everyone has all this time. So it's a good place for podcasting right now. 
So if you guys have any special guests that you would love to hear, uh, send me a DM and we'll try to get them on the show. But yeah, thank you guys so much. Love you, love you, love you. Don't forget to eat your greens and I'll see you soon.